When we were here last year, the market had gotten off to a strong start, up 7 or 8%. And we were starting to get a little cautious on the market. And we'll show you some charts. We had interest rates really starting to pick up. Valuations were high. And you all were way too confident. So we're going to show you what's happened over the last year. Because from that 7% we started up, we ended up the year down 4.4%. And along the way, like two weeks after we had this meeting last year, we dropped 10%. Seven days after a new all-time high, we had the quickest 10% correction after an all-time high we've ever had. And then uh, in the second half, we were cautious. We were looking for a 10% correction. We didn't think we'd see a bear market in the second half, being a decline of 20%. Well, we were right. We got awful close because we ended up in the fourth quarter from the high down 19.6%. So we got close to that bear market, but we didn't hit it. So this 10-year bull market continues. Uh, we'll start that on March 9th going into the 11th year. International stocks didn't fare well at all last year. Another year, they've only had one good year in the last five, down 13.8. Emerging markets down 14.6. And as you'll see here in a moment, we had a big decline in interest rates in, the, in December. And that was able to get the bond market returns from negative all year long to zero. So uh, 0% for owning bonds. Uh, high yield bonds down two. International bonds down 0.8. Alternative assets, whether it's real estate investment trusts, MLPs, master limited partnerships, and pipelines. Hedge funds <clears throat> had an awful year last year. They couldn't figure out what to be uh, to uh, be long in or what to be short. Nothing worked for them. They were down 5.6. Gold, oil down 24. And if you had a wheat silo in your back, uh, you could have made some money there up 17.9%. So... Bonds, 0%. Let's look at what happened to interest rates. It's a 10-year bond yield going back to, to uh, 2007 when we were at 5%. You can see the steady downward move down. Uh, All-time low, 1.37 after Brexit in July of 2016. And then we started moving up. Uh, we started off 2018 around about 2.3, 2.4%. And then interest rates really took off. And that's what caused the first correction in the stock market last February. We hit our all-time high uh, in the cycle, 3.24% in October. And that's what caused the 19.4% correction, as Jay Powell tried to explain. They confused everybody of what the Fed uh, was going to do over the next three to four months. So you can see the little decline in the upper uh, right-hand corner there from 3.24 down to about 2.8, 2.7. That's what gave us the rally in the bond market, and we ended up at 0%. <laughs> now, this indicator is, is one of my key indicators I used to judge the influence of interest rates on the stock market. Now, it gets a little confusing. At the bottom, I'm measuring short-term bond momentum, the price of a three-year treasury. I'm looking at the price today versus where it was six months ago. So if the price of a treasury was 100 six months ago and today it's at 101, we'd be plus one. Remember when bond prices go up, what's happening? Interest rates are coming down. So just think about it. Whenever you're above the zero line, interest rates are coming down. 
whenever the line's flat, like we were for about five years, interest rates are going no place. And whenever we hit the lower line of minus 1.5%, it means interest rates are starting to accelerate at such a pace, it's a headwind for stock prices. Now, you can see the signals given from 1960s. It's worked in low interest rates in the 1960s uh, and also in high interest rates in the 1980s. It says, though, when the trend changes, regardless of low rates or high rates, you better pay attention. <laughs> this gave us a buy signal, 1231-2009. The reason you haven't seen it for so long is because it's never given any other signals until last year in February. It, it's finally signaled short rates were now starting to increase at such a pace it's a headwind now for stocks, gave a sell signal, and at the beginning of this year, with that decline in interest rates, it's moved back to buy signal. So this was one of the big headwinds we had last year, was a negative for 10 months of the year, now is a positive. Another headwind was valuation. This is the median P.E. for the S&P 500. 500 stocks in the S&P 500, so we're looking at the 250th company. We knock out Amazon at 90 times earnings or four to five times earnings. <clears throat> at this time, uh, right now we're at 20.2. At this time last year, we were at 27. This market was only overvalued more in 19, uh, end of 1999 and 2002 did we ever see higher valuations than we did. So we, we were right, the market was right, 22% earnings growth. Well, they weren't right on that because it's actually going to come in at 26% earnings growth. But it was all priced in by the time we reach end of January. So you can see that's really come down. We would say now we've moved from overvaluation to undervaluation as we moved in the start of this year. Consumer confidence. How do you all feel? We've been watching this march up for 10 years. We were the most depressed ever. In March of in February of 2009, it's been consistently moving up. We hit our all-time high, or second highest, only or third highest, only to be outdone in 2000 and 1968. So, kind of keep those dates in mind. <laughs> in September of this year, we we got close to 140. Yesterday, just came out. We're down to 120 now. We were very optimistic. Now, why is that important? Why do I get negative when you get optimistic? Because in this box down here, whenever we're above 110 on consumer confidence, <coughs> stocks go up 1.74%. Whenever you're really negative, below 66, stocks go up 14.8. So we knew we were, we'd been overvalued for two or three years. market kept going up. But at some point, that was going to come back and haunt us. Now, we've come back. <laughs> I do believe this is kind of like 1998. This is not the end of the bull market. And we will see a rebound once the government now is opening back up. You'll see consumer confidence bounce back. Okay, so remember the date, 1968, late 1999, and today. So this is the percentage of stocks as a total of all financial assets as determined by the Federal Reserve. I like it because it goes back to the 1950s. So, 
We are currently at 39.7%. We hit, we were there at the beginning of last year and at the end of September. <clears throat> I'm sure it's well down now uh, when we get the new numbers. The other highs, the all-time high was the end of uh, uh, the 90s when we hit 44.4. But the other two highs in consumer confidence, 1968, 37%. 2007, 36%, and now at 39.7. So we were the second most invested we've ever been in stocks. At a time a year ago when the valuations were the second or third most highly valued and interest rates are going up, so it's not surprising we had all this volatility. We think this will come down uh, when we get the latest numbers. We think people have become much more cautious so we do look for this market already up 6%. We think it's going to go up another 5 or 6% from here. We think the outlook is pretty good. The risk of loss in securities and other investments can be substantial. You should always carefully consider whether investments either entered into directly by you or through Commerce Trust or any financial institution on a discretionary managed basis is appropriate for you in light of your investment objectives, financial circumstances, tax status, your tolerance to risk, and your investment experience. In considering whether to trade or invest, you should inform yourself and be aware of the risk generally. Non-depository investments offered in connection with Commerce Bank are not guaranteed, are not FDIC insured, and as noted earlier, may lose value. Any information provided is for the purpose of general education, information, or illustration only, and is not to be treated as the opinion of Commerce Trust Company or Commerce Bank as a recommendation on any future investment or market behavior. Providing this information, which may be of value to you or others in the general audience, shall not detract from an investor's responsibility to take all such steps and make all such inquiries as may be necessary or desirable to ensure that you fully understand and are familiar with any potential future investment. Neither Commerce nor any of its officers, employees, or agents have made any recommendation or given any advice as to the terms and profitability of any investment or market activity which may be referenced here. Accordingly, you understand that you are and shall at all times be fully responsible for any investment transaction you choose to enter into and that you shall not have relied on any of the following information from Commerce as a basis for an investment decision. Please also note that the Commerce Trust Company does not offer tax, legal, or specific estate planning advice, and while we may provide information or express general opinions from time to time, such information or opinions are not offered as professional tax or legal advice. If you are in any doubt about the risk involved in any trading or investment arrangements, or you are uncertain of or have not understood any aspect of this risk disclosure statement, you should seek independent professional advice. Markets, economic forecasts, and specific investments can change from time to time based on a variety of individual, interrelated, or complex factors of varying degrees. This disclosure statement cannot, of course, disclose all the risks and other significant aspects of investments economies, or markets in which you may elect to transact from time to time. You should therefore carefully study relevant investment arrangements in advance of making decisions regarding investing.